Thorin Oakenshield, the dwarf, once said, If more of us valued food and cheer and song above hoarded gold, it would be a merrier world. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. In late January, I woke up to single-digit temperatures, which, among other things, promised that by lunchtime, my typical hummus and cheese sandwich would be frosty, if not entirely frozen. Sure, there are things I can do to stave this off. A hot water bottle snugged up in my lunch bag, a cooler devoid of ice, leaving the sandwich in the truck where it might stay right around freezing temperatures, but the prospects of a cold lunch on an even colder day seemed bleak. A day siding a guest cottage in the snowy expanse of an old windy field in the middle of winter is, inarguably, cold. The weather, it became increasingly clear, necessitated a hot lunch. So I went into my pantry and dug around a bit for something nutritious, easy to cook in the morning, and easily stored in my insulated food container. Black beluga lentils and rice was the answer. Lentils being something I have kept in the larder since the fresh veggie scarceness of early COVID when I used them to make sprouts. Stepping out into the winter world, I knew that I was not the only creature making it through the day on well-cached foods. Red squirrels always seem to be at the forefront of my mind when thinking about animals who cache their food. These gregarious little tyrants of the forest seem to spend most of their time either gathering or eating the seeds from spruce, pine, and fir cones. Red squirrels are an example of a larder hoarder, in that they place all of the cones they collect in a centralized location. Typically, this cache is in a wet patch in the woods, where the moisture will keep the cone scales from opening, thus keeping them fresh longer. Amplifying this effect are the discarded cone scales the squirrels leave behind in a great heap called a midden, which is usually right around their cache and can act like mulch, again keeping the cones soft and closed through the winter. Gray squirrels, by contrast, are considered scatter hoarders. When they gather their food, typically acorns and other nuts, they will hide each individual nut separately by burying it with a thin cover of soil and leaves to keep it hidden and safe. With roughly 25% of all cached nuts being pilfered by neighboring squirrels, Individuals will go through some effort to throw off their nosy neighbors by feigning to actually bury a nut or to later go back when no one is looking to dig a nut back up and recache it elsewhere. Amazingly, of all the nuts that squirrels cache, it is estimated that they can actually recover an astonishing 95% of their cached food. I typically only have on hand one block of cream cheese at a time, which always lives in the refrigerator, and yet I'll still forget it's there, buy a new one, and discover a very moldy partial block months later. But mammals aren't the only creatures that rely on caches. Blue jays are experts at scatter hoarding their food, much like gray squirrels. The jays will cache thousands of individual bits of food in tree trunks, branches, rock piles, and the soil with food as diverse as their corvid diet eggs, insects, seeds, nuts, fruits, and more. Just like the gray squirrels, jays seem able to find and recover almost all the food they cache, despite also exhibiting behavior of recovering and recaching food in response to changing conditions, or to throw off would-be thieves. So this weekend, if you want to engage in the time-honored tradition of making it through the winter with a full belly, you could head over to your own larder hoard and see what goodies there are to cook up. Rice and beans are often common in homes and make for a wonderfully nutrient-rich meal. If you are more interested in studying the caching behaviors of other animals, 
You could start by putting out a handful of unsalted peanuts in their shells in a cup by your bird feeder and watch as blue jays or other birds begin to take them away and cache them. You can find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology.